Kiwi Yarns with Brodie Kane. Kia ora and welcome to Kiwi Yarns. Now today's guest is a bright, bubbly, 24-year-old woman I now have the pleasure to call my friend. Georgie Ferris brings a whole new meaning to living every day as if it's your last. Because she is very realistic about the fact that she won't get as many days as most of us. Every day, her body is failing her. She has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and a number of really nasty complications brought on by that. But what Georgie does is remarkable. There's no doom and gloom. There certainly doesn't seem to be any fear. There's just a young girl making the most of every single day. But actually, times that by 10. You see, Georgie has been belting out a pretty epic bucket list to make sure she does everything she's always wanted. And that's how I was fortunate enough to meet her. Georgie, welcome to Kiwi Yarns. Hello. Now, look, I know I know that you are, I know how positive you are, and I know mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want this to be grim, but I do want us to, you know, share some information about EDS and some of the massive health battles that you have had for quite a few years now. So if you sort of start from the start and we'll go from there. Well, EDS is a genetic condition that's pretty shitty, really, where it affects the collagen in your body. So a normal person's collagen would work as like a hair tie. It's got that kind of bounce back, whereas someone with EDS, there's a fault in it. So it's more like chewing gum. Once you've stretched it, it doesn't really go back into place. So you're kind of just left with um, a pretty crappy body, really, because it affects your organs, your skin, your joints, just, yeah, pretty much everything. So I'm left with um, kind of like daily dislocations of my joints and gastrointestinal failure, and which has then led to having pretty unstable heart. And I am reliant on oxygen almost 24 hours a day just to get around. So I was born with it. Right. But it didn't start showing signs till I was, I mean, there was little signs when I was younger, but we never like kind of put two and two together until I really got sick at the age of 17. Yeah, we kind of just thought I was weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just a weird kid who is like incredibly flexible or, you know, like I'd dance and then I'd like dislocate my knee and just thought it was kind of a normal thing for someone who was like growing up and you know it was yeah it was nothing for us to kind of like look further into yeah and then yeah. and then in your teens is where things really got hard right yeah in my second to last year of high school and and so when you were going through figuring out everything that was happening and you're a teenager and that you you know supposed to be having a fun you know High school and all of that kind of jazz. It must have been a pretty awful feeling to be like, oh, no, no, I don't want this. This is not what I want. Yeah, um, pretty much, actually. Like, especially when, because when I was 17, my um, I would just be admitted to hospital, like, every week, having, like, bowel obstructions, and they'd clear it, and then I'd go home for a week, and then I'd be back in, and it was just, like, it was pretty hell, really, and so the only option that they could see at that point was to then proceed with a colostomy. Right. And so I was like, there is no way 
I am a menopause vet, 17 years old. I'm meant to be going to school. I'm meant to be going to the beach with my friends on the weekend and wear a bikini. I was like, that's not, no. Yeah. That's not what I'm meant to be doing. So I put it off for a year because I just didn't think it was what I should be doing at that age. And I was missing out on all all the things that my friends were doing. So, yeah. And look, it's tricky living day to day. I've I've spent time with you. I've I've been up to your house, and you know, living day to day, you've got to carry a massive massive oxygen tank around. Uh, you got to take drug. You you know, you're on clock clockwork time, strict things for your drugs that you've got to take. Yeah. You love eating food, but eating food makes you sick. So every day is a battle. Yeah. How do you do? How do you? How do you get through each day? To be fair, one of them is having people like you in our world. Because, <laughs> like, before we before you even knew it, we used to just watch your Instagram stories and, like, the days – I mean, you know the messages that I send you. <laughs> the days that I would, like, feel like I just didn't want to smile, I would just laugh at your videos. And then just having the most amazing family and friends. And, I mean, I was blessed with pretty good, like – mindset so I mean I just kind of go oh yeah shit today's crap day it's okay tomorrow's gonna be better day and I can use this crap day to go and plan what I want to do the next day right so I kind of just I don't know it's just I feel like I've just been really lucky so you, how I can cope with stuff you say lucky I'm like you're my, yeah it's incredible because we will talk about let's talk about the bucket list so you made a decision that you would write a big list of all of the things that you want to do. Um, yeah. And how did how did the idea, when did it come about and how did it come about? I mean, like, I was just a kid who wrote a bucket list because I thought it was fun. And partially I think I was kind of jealous of the fact that um, mum went on a cruise without Liv and I when we were sitting at year 11 um, school exams. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was like a jealous kid that was like, huh, she's gone, flown to Hawaii, gone on a cruise, travelled through Bora Bora, Papiti, Moraya, you know, all that stuff while we set our exams. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was like a 14-year-old kid who just sat there writing a bucket list just to see whether or not I could um, top it. So did you start, so you started it ages ago? Before I got sick, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then when I got sick, I didn't, I mean, I kind of had it there and I always like looked at it and was like, oh, what else can I do? But I kind of got too sick to do stuff. And then a couple of years ago, we were able to travel to Hawaii and it was a total surprise. Um, my friends and her family and my family and my medical team all organized the surprise trip to Hawaii and it was on the top of my list. So we did that and then we kind of just slowly tipped off little things. Um, I was able to do a race for life trip, which is like kind of like an adult make-a-wish for um, terminally ill or like palliative care patients throughout New Zealand. So I was able to go to Queenstown and, you know, enjoy like the shot of a jet and the gondola and the luge and the Ernslaw and, you know, all that fun stuff. And then when I began hospice care, um, in June, then my team sat me down and said, look, if you've got a bucket list, you need to go and do it now. So we just listened to that and then we just decided, right, we'll sit down and we'll decide what we want to do and we just did it. 
So when they when they said you need to go and do this, did that also double as shit? I uh, my my days are numbered. Yeah. How did you feel when they said that? Um. I mean, I took it in, but I don't really think I took it in in that exact moment. I just kind of thought, well, my view was like, okay, they've told me this and I just need to go and do it because there's so many people in this world who don't have the opportunity of doing what they want to do. Like, you know, people get in a car crash or they have a heart attack or, you know, they have a stroke or they have just such a a sudden death and they don't have the opportunity to say goodbye to their loved ones. They don't have the opportunity to do what they want to do in their final weeks, months or years or whatever. So I kind of was like, okay, I feel pretty lucky that I'm able to do this. So we just did it. And then it wasn't really until my health started to decline even further and you know we talked about like the the dnrs and the you know all of that kind of stuff that it really hit me that i was like oh shit my days are really numbered so the thing is as well it's not like your bucket list um some of the things that you've done it's not like it's uh, a nice brunch or um, a day spa, it's more like, hey, I'd like to jump out of the sky, I'd like to jump off the sky tower, I'd like to jump out of multiple planes and rocket down zip lines and um, bloody hell. The the sky wire that we did together, have you all, did you you just find some like adventure junkie in yourself or, you know, like, cause mate, you got your bloody oxygen that you got to carry around in that. It's, and I'm sure your doctors must think, oh no, what's she doing now? Yeah. Well, I've always had that adrenaline side. I mean, I did my first skydive when I was my 16th birthday. Loves it. Um, So... I've always kind of wanted to do that kind of stuff. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I had to get clearance from my team to do that stuff. Um, <laughs> it was pushing it with my skydive that I did. I, I mean, I waited quite a long time and the day was quite, it was quite a rough um, skydive, but I did it and I survived. But yeah, I mean, my team would just sit there and I just, I think they'd just agree with anything that I wanted to do. <laughs> Because I knew I'd going to do it anyway. Well, exactly, exactly. Do you have a favourite so far? I mean, I know that you shouldn't single anything out, but there must have been something that you've done that just was out of the well, jumping out of a plane's pretty out of this world. I mean, is it rude to say it wouldn't be meeting you? No, I wouldn't take offence to that because I know some other people that you've met. So, um, which we haven't oh, talked I know about last yet. Last week, that was pretty wicked. The prime minister. That, that was pretty special. That was. I mean, I can have. There's some sections, right? Yeah. There's some stuff, yep. Um, and that would definitely be the Prime Minister. And then having, like, you guys in our house for a weekend, that was pretty spot on and scaring the crap out of you guys with the K-Way Skywire and the Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yes, the Cards Against Humanity with a couple of bottles of red um, wine. Yep, yep. I remember that. Yeah. But probably flying a helicopter was pretty special. Um, but I think our last trip that we just did, um, going to Auckland and staying at the Hilton with some of like my best friends, being able to just like stay in a five star hotel, 
kind of just be really pampered or order room service, just go shopping and, you know, just wine and dine kind of thing was really cool. You do all these things though, and they all sound fabulous and amazing and that, but you're also really, really skinny, like tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny. You, as we've said, you have to cart around your oxygen, which you're on most of the time. Is it hard to do the things that you're so, like, is it hard, but you love it, but it's hard, but, oh, my God, I'm exhausted yeah. today. I just don't want to get out of bed. Oh, yeah, um, that's my dilemma. Like, um, I have I have a lot more, like, bad days than good days. So I have, I mean, for instance, yesterday. Yesterday it was the first time that I was able to get out of my pajamas and get out of the house and do stuff in four days. Yesterday I managed to, you know, just go out and go and get my nails done with my friend and we went out for lunch and did that stuff. And then today I, you know, like woke up, got out of bed, almost passed out twice, had my nurse here, did all my meds and had to run extra potassium because my heart was feeling dodgy and I felt like I was going to faint every time I stood up. So um, it is hard. I have bad days and good days. And when I have a lot of stuff on, I need to rest like the party on Saturday. I've got to spend the next few days doing absolutely nothing and just chilling out so I can actually be a human being for the party. So you you got to look after yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because it's just like I feel lazy, but then it's just like I've just got to remind myself that I'm just like storing the energy up for like recharging the batteries for the good days. Well, that's so. that's wise. Um, now, talk, <laughs> talk to me about the party. Now, when this podcast goes to air, the party would have happened, but that's okay because we okay. can find out all about it. But talk to me about the party. What's happening? I don't think you should – somebody should die – to have to celebrate someone's life. So I decided that I wanted a party before I go and I wanted it like sometime before that so then I could actually like really enjoy it. So I organised this big airs party and it's happening on Saturday and um, we've got about 100 people coming. Crikey. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. I mean, it's including like families and children and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a catered party, um, just insane. We, Mum and I spent two hours at Spotlight on Saturday just organising. We've got like 80 balloons. Just can all you use your, can you use your oxygen colors. to blow them up? Funny <laughs> story, actually. Well, I um, – said to my friend the other day because we've got like um friend, five people arriving on friday from away that are going to be staying at our place and um i was like well the spotlight could have blown up our balloons um but then we had to transport them to the venue so we're like oh maybe we'll just blow them up ourselves i was like i don't really have good lungs so i've made all my friends do it but then i was like actually i should Maybe I'm going to, like, blow it up with my concentrator. So I took off my oxygen, like, tubing off the concentrator and I put the balloon on there and I blew off a balloon on the concentrator and it works. I thought it was great. Well, no, it was probably a good party trick, but make sure you keep some for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the concentrator's fine because it runs off room, yeah. Oh, I see. It's right. not 
So we get cylinders when we go out, but the concentrator is totally fine. It's a never-ending thing. Oh, I see. So you can use yeah. it on Saturday then? Yes, we can use it on Saturday, but... um. I mean, if my nurses heard it, they probably wouldn't be too happy about it. But, I mean, I just do what I want to do anyway. Yeah, you are the boss. You are the boss. I do know that. Yeah. So when you say that it's going to be essentially a celebration of your life while you're yeah. around, um, is yeah. it going to be – is there going to be some speeches and stuff? Do you think there's going to be some nah. – No? No speeches? No, we're doing balloons. We haven't going to have some fun, man. It's like a celebration of the fact that I've lived – it's no, like, it's well, I hope it's not going to be any doom and gloom stuff. I mean, I've made, I've just been spending the last few hours just um, putting a whole video together. It's like, at the moment, it's like 16 minutes of all of my bucket list stuff, like all the fun moments and everything. There's just, I don't plan to have any doom and gloom. It's going to be all happy stuff and no speeches, just fun. Just a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of good times. Because you are quite a wizard making a video as well. Now, t- going back to um, meeting the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, what was that like mm. and how did that happen? Because that's pretty cool. Oh, well, Mum has some friends in some high places. Oh, good. And so I actually had no idea about it. So I arrived home on – I arrived home from Wellington. I was up in Wellington Hospital last week. And I arrived home on Thursday and I was having like a pretty, like a bit of a reality check for me. So I was having a bit of a down moment. And so mum just wanted to cheer me up. So she let me know what was happening on Friday morning. And I was already gutted because we sat down and watched the news and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Jacinda Ardern has just been a Nelson doing all of the housing stuff. And I was like, I have just missed her again. And oh, you were in just, Wellington? When she yeah, was, I was oh. in Wellington and then we flew home. Yeah, and you saw that she'd been there. And I was watching the news and I was like, God damn it, she's been in Nelson today. Assuming she would have flown home the same day. And then I had my moment. I was all sad and then mum told me um, whether or not I wanted to go for a, a special meeting in the morning. And I just clicked and I was like, is that special person still in Nelson? And mum just said yes. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, we got to meet Jacinda on last Friday morning. And it was, like, insane. She's just, like, so normal. Like, you know, wearing her jeans, wearing a Converse. It was Clark and Neve. And, oh, they were amazing. Just so down to earth, just. Yeah, I'm actually talking to these people. But like how we were talking to you and your mum at coffee that day. Yeah, normal. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, you just see social media and you just see you guys all on the TV, on like platforms, and you're just like, then you just like meet you guys. It's just like, uh, you know, you're just so down to earth and it's just incredible. Well, it's so humbling. Well, but, that, but, but I think you will find that the reason actually in fact Georgie is that why people are great around you is because you're you're the inspiration and people what's the word not levitate gravitate not levitate that's when you're um that's when you're up in the air well they might they might levitate but because I mean I'd like to hope they don't because I don't want anyone else following me but you know that's fine (laughs) yeah fair point fair point but I mean as I say like you you know 
I spent time with you and Nelson and I know that you have your bad days, but the fact that you constantly are trying to look at everything glass half full, um, despite feeling like shite, despite lugging around the oxygen bottle, but trying to make the most of every day. I mean, that's hugely inspirational to a lot of people. So I know that you're very humble as well, so I know that that makes you feel a bit weird, but it is but it is true, and you must know that yeah. there probably are some young people around that do look up to you or have looked to your story um, mm. for battles of their own. Yeah, I, I get that, and it's like I, I mean, I get messages like, I kid you not, every single day, not just one, I get multiple. Like I've always said, you know, like if if I've if what I've gone through has kind of changed somebody's perspective on life and their outlook that you know you shouldn't just have to you shouldn't have like a reality check in the way that I have to realize what life is about like you should you know everybody wakes up so you should be grateful that you wake up in the morning you've got a roof over your head and you've got great health and you shouldn't have to do what somebody else wants you to do. If you wake up and you go, oh, I don't want to go to work this morning. I don't want to do this job. Don't do it. Do what makes you happy. And, uh, you know, you have control over your life and it changes so quickly. So if I'm able to kind of change somebody's perspective on life and the outlook of all the suffering that I've gone through, then it's so worth it. Because people are so busy in this day of kind of proving to other people and you know it's it's not the life of that as long as I have and I content in their life then that's what matters gosh you're wise hey you always been so wise I mean yes. I think it's just, I've just grown through it well, you've almost, it's almost like you've had to grow up qu- quicker than perhaps oh, you yeah, should living, have living months at a time at Ron McDonough House you grow up very quickly yeah very quickly um, your lovely twin sister Liv and mum yeah. have been huge supporters, help sometimes probably the voice of reason. I mean, they probably... Oh, they're like my little slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's in the room too. Oh, dear, you said that in front of mum. Okay. Well, oh, look, well, but they, but I mean, that is brilliant and I love that you've said that. But they, they are probably part of the reason... You, you you get your strength from them as well? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be the same person if it wasn't for them. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I may have driven them to, you know, some bottles some nights. I mean, especially after our Christmas we had, but, um, you know, we're family. Yeah. And just, and are they a bit the same every day? Take each, every day, wake up, see what happens, let's go? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially with what we've been through lately, yeah. Definitely, we're just grateful for every moment that we wake up in. That's yeah. a good a reminder for everyone. Now, I'm going to ask yeah. you the um, – oh, that's a siren whizzing past my house. I'm going to ask you the Kiwi Yarns quickfire questions. Are you ready to go? Yeah. All right, question number one. What do you bring to a summer barbecue? Mum's amazing summer salads. Oh, okay, she good. The best salads. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Um, yeah. Now, the five Kiwi people that you're inviting to the barbecue – Okay, well, definitely Jacinda. Yeah, that's fair. You. Yeah, that's fair. Your mother, because, I mean, it's no show without parents, right? So. 
I'm thinking Mitch James because I'd love to meet that guy. Is he on the bucket list? Um, yeah. Okay, but, write that down. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and my amazing friend, Sophia. Sophia, all right. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good crew. And so you do have some things still left on the bucket list? Yeah. yeah um, you, well, you keep adding to them. Well, technically, tonight it wasn't on the bucket list, but it's going to be now. We're um, going to the airport to do um, a tour and have a kind of have a, a night in the air traffic control tower. Oh, my word. So, that's amazing. Really cool. Yeah. So I'm just going to add that to the list so it just looks really nice. Yes. But yeah, so most of it's been ticked off now. I mean, the international stuff's still there, but that's not a worry. That's for other people now. Yeah. So yeah. So are, have you? Are you? Have you told other people that they have to keep going? Yep. That's the thing. Yeah. Pass them on. So they're going to take take a piece of jewelry after everything's happened. You know, they'll have a bit of me and some jewelry, and then each person will just take turns at taking that piece of jewelry with them. So then I'm with them when they do it. Good. Don't. <clears throat> anyway, okay. Good. Question number three. Sorry. Question number three. What's your favourite? Well, I would probably know this from question number two. The favourite Kiwi artist or song? I love Mitch James, but I'm also really vibing. <laughs> vibing. 660. Oh, yeah. Well, what's not to vibe? Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I have, I really like their song Vibes, but I also really like their song Sundown. It reminds me of like our last trip to Auckland, how it was so incredible. So oh. it just brings back all the good memories. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, good answer there, yeah. Dals. Now, where would you love to go in New Zealand that you haven't been? Probably the Bay of Islands. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's we put that on the list. Um, and I'm most happy in New Zealand when I am. Anywhere near the beach. Well, and you're up in Nelson, so you've got some of the best beaches in the world. Yeah, we do, but um, it kind of sucked that day that we kind of like showed you off to Kateri, but, you know. Look, I, I could see that it was a beautiful beach. I believe that it's a beautiful beach, so don't worry, I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. Oh, I just have to come back again. Yes. Like, I know that I've probably asked this, but you just – so each day it's like, how am I going to feel today? It's almost like a roll of the dice, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I kind of get a gauge because it depends whether or not I get enough sleep. Or I mean, I knew yesterday because it was such a good day and I did a lot. I was like, oh, um, we had a friend say, oh, mum said you're absolutely exhausted. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like running on adrenaline that I didn't think I had. I said, but tomorrow will be a different story. And, yeah, I mean, this morning was just crap. So, yeah, I didn't even think I was actually going to be able to get out of the house today. So, well, you're a, you're a bloody legend. You're an absolute Thank legend. You. Have an amazing party. I'll make sure that everyone knows how it went. Um, Thank you. And I mean, Defenda wants to know how it went as well. So she now follows me on Instagram and sends me messages. So does she? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. You've clocked it. Yeah. I have. You've absolutely clocked it. Well, look, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for doing the Kiwi yarns with me. And I'll. Um, I'll send you that money in the mail for saying all those nice things about me, okay? Oh, totally. <laughs> all right, everyone, that was the wonderful Georgie Ferris. Um, have an amazing party. I hope you all got some inspiration from this wonderful, wonderful, strong young woman, and we will see you back here on Kiwi Yarns next week.